Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm Brandon David. Cool show today. Uh, we have Mark of Leaf Buyer. Uh, that's a publicly traded company now under LBUY, L-B-U-Y. And that's a company that you can go to their website. You also can go to a plugin on other sort of partner websites and find the best deals for cannabis near you. Uh, so it's sort of like a Groupon or a Trivago in, in the travel space. Um, but it's a place where you can go find the best deal something that's near and dear to cannabis fans hearts and uh, you should go check it out leafbuyer.com it's a great episode guys you're going to learn a lot tune in listen up get acquainted Awesome, Mark. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, excited to have this conversation. Cannabis deals are something that uh, cannabis consumers are pretty fascinated with, but um, let's just get started with an easy one. Uh, tell us what Leaf Buyer is. So, uh, yes, th- thanks for having me, uh, first of all. Um, Leaf Buyer is, uh, if you want to think of it like Travago, Hotels.com, Orbits, those types of websites in the travel industry. Um, that's what we do in the cannabis space. Um, so the model was really built off of those sites. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the high level explanation, but it's a, it's a place where consumers can go. Um, they can put in, you know, all the parameters they're looking for, just like they would on say Zillow or Trivago. And that would get them to either a product, a menu item or a deal or a special that they're looking for. Got it. And um, I guess the question, the question that I'm thinking of is there are a lot of places to find deals in the world, especially cannabis deals. Why did we need another one? You know, uh, what needed to exist in the world about this? Well, that is true. There are a lot of them and they're in this space. There's a lot of noise, right? There's sites that um, you know, might have a little bit of traffic. Um, some sites have a lot of traffic, but the one thing we found is the searchability of it. Um, and, you know, a lot of people can start a website and start putting up deals and, and putting them up on the sites. Um, what we do is we tie directly into a POS system, and then we also give them backend access to our platform. So what you'll find with our site is that not only do we have a ton of deals, but, but we have a lot of different markets we're in. And those deals are constantly changes, they're constantly being updated. But for the consumer, you know, a consumer when they go to, let, let's just use Trivago or, or Priceline for an example, you know, there are a lot of those sites. Um, it's It really comes down to the ease and the use of the consumer to be able to find what they're looking for. For, for instance, if they're looking for a concentrate deal or a menu item in a certain price range, um, they can go to our site, they can put in the parameters that they're looking for, and it'll sort through the thousands of offers and deals that we have to get them exactly what they want. Um, so to kind of answer your question is, is we believe the searchability is really the key defining factor um, in our site. And searchability, again, by category or by location, or how are you hoping that customers are, are filtering those searches? So there's, there's a, I would say there's probably 20 or 30 different parameters, um, and we're constantly adding new parameters um, as we get more and more data. Um, right now, you know, you're looking at, you know, you can do categories. So you can search concentrates, you can search flour, you can search uh, tinctures. 
Um, but you can also search by city. You can search by if it's medical or retail. Um, we've just recently added doctors to the list as well. So you can really sort and search down to exactly what you're looking for. Um, in particular, our menu section, you know, you can search by strain name, for instance. Um, so, you know, really it's kind of whatever parameters we can get. And we're adding new ones all the time because as the industry evolves, you know, we'll find out that, you know, maybe consumers really um, want to find out, you know, I don't know, um, you know, maybe maybe the THC levels or maybe certain other parameters that, that a dispensary wants to showcase. We can add those into our platform, and and then it becomes searchable. We just have to have the data, the data to uh, be able to search. And is that above and beyond what, for example, the Leafly app will do? You know, or uh, another um, sort of where you can read about the THC and the profile of the strain, and you can find where it is. Is this technology that's that's above that? Um, yeah, I would say it, it's 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 a it's kind of the next step. Um, I know Leafly, you know, is a great site if you're going to look for a strain, you want to learn about a strain, um, really more about the information. We're more about making sure the consumer gets and finds exactly what they want. Either it can be a deal or a special, or find a, a particular a strain that they're looking for, and then associate. That if there's a deal with it, they could then save money on that. So it kind of, in my opinion, takes it a step further in in getting the consumer to to react. Because the, the purpose of our site is to really, like a lot of sites, to connect the cannabis user with the dispensaries or product companies that that sell those products. But more importantly, we want you know instead of you know sending a click to a website um, like some sites do, we're about making sure that that consumer has a reason. Um, to go into dispensary A versus another dispensary. So it's, it's really about the attraction um, and driving consumers to the clients that, that, um, that work with us. Got it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And what have you learned so far? Um, you know, what is, what is the data telling you about consumers? Well, consumers, uh, you know, they're, they're very fickle and it, it, it changes all the time. So, you know, the one thing that, that we, you know, I know, I know, people have asked me what are some of the most popular deals well there's a lot of factors that go into that you know there's there's seasonality uh changes with with offers and deals um certain dispensaries depending on their harvest will do do different types of deals so you, it's it's one of those things where you it's always changing you know there's no one set um set of deals that people people like there are some common ones that that are out there all the time but, you know, for instance, last month was a, for whatever reason, was a very hot month for concentrate deals. Um, I, you know, again, if there's a, a lot of supply on the market, you know, uh, dispensaries that we work with might tend to, to try to move some of that product. So, you know, that data, being able to see what the consumers are, are liking, um, that's a benefit because then we can see and we can help our, our customers or our dispensaries or product companies understand what the behavior of the consumer is and what they're what they're maybe wanting that month versus you know a previous month. Got it. And then, how much sort of assistance do you give in creating the deal or the messaging uh, for these dispensaries? We we actually offer a lot of assistance. So that is one of our services. Um, part of our customer service is what we'll do is, you know. 
when we sign up a client, I, I know there are some sites out there when they sign up a client, you know, they just stick them on the site and, you know, again, they don't really give them any information. They don't, maybe not, maybe they don't give them analytics or reporting. We're the complete opposite. So when we sign up a client or work with a, a new, a new dispensary, we'll sit down with them and let them know, you know, which deals are, are doing better than others. We give them a monthly report, which our customers love. I mean, that's, that's something where, you know, at the end of the month, we'll kind of walk through it with them, show them, you know, hey, uh, here's what the consumers are seeing. Here's your ROI, what we're seeing. And then here, here are some deals that maybe aren't doing so well that maybe if you tried these kind of deals, they might do better. Um, so the, the customers really like that um, because then they're, then they're not just kind of guessing at what the, what the uh, consumer wants. Got it. And any sort of data or feedback as to um, if those deals are performing better than the ones that they were doing without you? Um, in, in regards to a specific deal, if, uh, I, didn't, I didn't understand your question. So is it, is it specific deals that might do yeah, better than others? What does success look like? Uh, from working with your platform? So success for the dispensary or product company is going to come down to ROI. You know, at the end of the day, they want to make sure that um, what they're investing with us every month, that they're seeing a return on that. So it's in our best interest uh, as a company to guide them and to make sure that they're optimizing their pages, they're optimizing their search results. Um, for instance, you know, we always like to let people know that you know we don't charge per offer there are some sites out there that will charge per offer and, and per you know and they'll kind of tell them that you have to run a certain type of deal we don't want to be restrictive i mean we're not in the business to tell dispensaries how to run their business and how to price their product but we will give them you know information on you know exactly like this deal might not be doing well um, this deal does better um, and at the end of the day, we want to we want to obviously put deals and specials and and things out there that consumers will react to. Um, and yes, we do share that data with them, and we'll kind of guide them and tell them this one might be better, or last month this one did really well. Why don't you try that? And then they can make that decision whether they want to post that or not. Got it. So. Um sort of the strength of these deals is the strength of the channel itself and and your network um what can you tell us about your audience you know who, who's coming to leaf fire to look for deals today so it's funny you know when we, we first started this that's a great question because you know you you kind of assume or make assumptions that you know you're going to get a you know a 20 something uh, male that that comes to the site and they just want to look for the lowest deal and you know what we found is it's completely the opposite I mean we have a pretty diversified crowd that that comes to leaf buyer um, you know even you know when I, I pull Google Analytics I'll, I'll see a good good portion of you know 60 plus in there um, and so you know those those um, customers you know they, they tend to obviously search a little bit more of the medical side um, so yeah, we do get a, a big, a wide range of, of people who use the, the platform, but the goal is the same, obviously, is to make sure that, you know, we're getting the consumer, um, helping them save money, helping them um, find the right location and the right product. In a sense, shopping online before they, you know, have a chance to even walk in the store. Mm -hmm. uh, give me a little bit of the pitch to the retailer. I mean, do they ask, you know, what's traffic like? How many people are going to see this deal? H how do you answer those questions? 
Sure. So we, our site currently, uh, as of today, reaches about 700,000 um, visits a month. And that's just leafbuyer.com mm -hmm. itself. So we get a mix of local traffic here. We're based out of Colorado. We get uh, traffic in, you know, from Washington, Oregon, California. Um, we really try to focus our SEO uh, plans and our SEO um, uh, strategies on the markets that are, are that are medical or retail. And so that's where most of our traffic comes. In addition, we also partner with cannabis related sites like Grass City, uh, Westward here in Denver, LA Weekly in Los Angeles, uh, Northwest Leaf. So we'll go out and we'll find sites that target cannabis consumers. And what we do is we'll put a piece of uh, what we call an HTML widget code on their site. And you, you can think of it as a, a little bit like a news feed. But instead of you know feeding the news in there, we're feeding deals and specials in there from certain areas. So uh, it does geolocate. So if you're in Los Angeles and, and it detects that you're in Los Angeles, it will pull the deals from our database and and serve them in that uh, in that. Got widget. it. So it's like a plug-in so uh, that would yeah. go alongside an article or something that you are reading with localized deals for you from LeafBuyer. That that's the way it works, basically. Correct. Uh, but yeah, but on a, but on other um, sites that that reach cannabis users. Got it. Got it. Okay. So it's not all dependent on people coming to your website directly um you've kind of created these these great channel partners with a with the plugin it sounds like um cool and and what percentage Correct. of business do you think comes from those plugins versus sort of direct visits to the website i, I you know we looked at this and you know it uh, with some of the sites you have to be a little careful because it's you know we can see when offers are open um when they when they are viewed so about 30 percent of that traffic or, or those offers are opened from um, what we would say partner uh -huh. sites. So 70% of our traffic is from our site because a lot of times what people will do is they'll go on those sites or they'll be on say LA Weekly, they'll be looking at the um, deals, they might scroll through them, find one they like, but then they happen to click because there is a link to our site, they may click on that and then next thing you know they're on Leaf Buyer and then they're shopping from the site mm -hmm. from there. So we may see an initial, you know, engagement on say Westward or, or one of these sites. And then the next thing you know, they're that, that user is on our site looking at all the deals from maybe one specific dispensary. Got it. Okay. Um, maybe just to take a step back here, why deals, you know, what, what interests you about deals and, and why did you start, uh, decide to start this? Sure. So when we f first started, I'll be, uh, brief on this because it, 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 you know, it's kind of the backstory on it. But, you know, when we started this, you know, I came from a different career. Um, you know, my partner, uh, Kurt, our CEO, and then our uh, CTO, uh, Mike Gerner, you know, we, we didn't come from the cannabis space. We, we all had separate careers. We all had separate um, uh, things that we were involved in. And when Amendment 64 came along here in Colorado, we kind of talked about it and thought, hey, you know, there, there might be something here. And you know, two of my partners had had owned companies before um, in, you know, the early and late 90s. And so we kind of said, hey, if, you know, if we'd like to to start another company and, and grow it and become successful with it, um, what do we want to do? And we kind of talked, you know, do we want to get into actually owning a dispensary and, and touching the product? Um, and then we, you know, did some research and quickly found that, you know, the ancillary side of this was much more attractive and, and suited our 
skill set a little better. Um, because I, I came from from the sales world um, as an account executive and a manager. So from a sales perspective, you know, that was a, a much better avenue for us just because of the regulations that, that the dispensaries um, have to deal with on a daily basis. So we then started doing research to figure out, you know, what are what's out there? What what are consumers wanting? So we, we kind of did a, a, you know, a, a six month um, research and development, you know, met with uh, you know, dispensaries met with, um, you know, cannabis users. And we, we quickly found out through our, through our research that, you know, consumers will react to deals. This isn't, you know, not a cheap, cheap product to buy. And, you know, consumers will spend a good portion of their, their income on this. And so, you know, if you can save five or $10 or find a better deal somewhere, we quickly found what, you know, when we did the questionnaires that 95% of, of the consumers that filled them out said, you know, they would want a site where they could find deals and specials rather than sites that, you know, might just locate a dispensary or allow you to do reviews and things like that. So that's why we decided to, to kind of head down more of the deals and specials platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then tell me a little bit about the fundraising story here. I know that you're a public company, which you're relatively young to be a public company. Tell, take me through sort of that analysis and, and, and what led to that decision. Sure. So we, um, you know, we got to a point where, you know, we, we grew a very solid base of clients here in Colorado. Um, and then, you know, that's, that takes a certain amount of expense to do. And, you know, as a bootstrap company, um, putting money into it ourselves and, and growing this market, you know, we looked at it and said it's a, it's a completely different animal to scale and go into, say, five different markets, um, you know, and, and still maintain and, 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 you know, maintain this market while expanding. Because every time you expand into a market, you know, that's obviously another expense and, and time and all of that and marketing to get those markets going. So we looked at it and we said, you know, we, we wanted to raise a little bit of capital to to get into those markets. And during the process, we were able to find kind of an angel investor who uh, was a very friendly investor who saw what we were doing and said, listen, I, I don't want to be just a silent investor. I really want to help you guys get to that next level. And he he owned a, a big Fortune 500 company right now. Um, he's not in it anymore, but he started a, a company a truck in the trucking industry um, worth billions. So he kind of said, hey, listen, I, I see what you guys are doing here. I really like you guys are great operators. Um, I want to help you guys and I want to take you guys public. And so, you know, in discussions over the next few months when we did this, we kind of looked at the pros and cons and, and felt that this was a great way, um, still maintaining control of the company to have access to, um, you know, not only the U.S. markets, but possibly the Canadian markets as well. Got it. Um, and how has that turned out? Are you happy that you went down that road? We are. And it's not, you know, again, it's not for everybody. And you, you have to be careful when you go public. Um, a lot of it comes down to the control and who you're, you're partnering with, because it is a shark world out there. And, and, you know, you have to make sure you're with the right people. And we felt that the, the, you know, the guy that we got in, you know, uh, to do business with, we felt that he was, you know, trustworthy. We looked at his background. Um, and over the last year, it's been it's been phenomenal because he's kind of guided us. It, it, it's something that, 
you know, you really can't go to school to learn. Mm. But we've learned a ton over the last year. So, you know, every day I think the, the picture gets clearer and clearer. Um, but yes, it's not, again, it's not for everyone. It does add a layer of complexity. Um, so it's, you know, there's kind of two parts of the business. There's your day-to-day operations. And then there's the, you know, capital raising. And then the, you know, the, you know, kind of the press releases and the, you know, public relations type um, events that, you know, you always have to be, aware of and you always have to you know filings and things like that 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 normal private companies don't have to deal and with. so do you hire somebody specifically to handle those tasks or or how have you split up the that kind of new work sure so we yeah we do have um people that we've hired for instance um cfos those types of of people who can can help us with that you know there are marketing firms that you can you know we can hire um, to help us with that kind of things, but still a lot of it is we do in-house. Um, so instance, you know, obviously all press releases are originated from us, um, you know, just things like that. Um, you know, obviously we still have to do our K's and our, our quarterlies. Um, but yeah, those are all in a sense reviewed, um, from, you know, CFO type people that are a little above my above my day-to-day operations mine too uh never been the biggest fan of excel so uh, sounds like that's that's where they live um we're just about three weeks away from 420 um which is enormous holiday for anybody in the cannabis industry but it must mean a ton to someone that runs a deal site talk about the importance of of just that day for you guys it is. It's, it, you know, the way I, uh, when we first started this, you know, five years ago, four years ago now, um, you know, we didn't understand the seasonalities of, of things. And so we quickly, the first year um, of running this, we kind of evaluated our web traffic, um, looked how different holidays affected the site. Um, for instance, you know, Christmas or, or, or Thanksgiving, um, and then obviously 420. 420 is is sort of the it's the biggest time of the year it's it's one where our site traffic continues to increase and peaks every year so on 420 you know we can see double triple and sometimes quadruple the traffic we do on any given day just because of the fact that everybody's online searching um you know people are looking to come to colorado it's a, it's a tourist state um, you know, but it's, it's just the activity and it's, it's kind of the kickoff to summer. So, you know, a lot of dispensaries, they prepare for it. They do special events. Uh, they have special harvests that go, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's really the kickoff to summer. So I, I really call it the Super Bowl of, of the kickoff. It's kind of the first of the year, um, for the cannabis industry. So yeah, we definitely, we love to promote like 420 specials. We talk to our dispensary clients if they're doing any um, sort of special things at the store. We do what's called on the site, we do a little thing that we've started called Canna Crawl. It's similar to a beer crawl, but we call it Canna Crawl. Yeah. Um, and what really all, what it is, is we highlight the dispensaries um, that are doing special deals. They could be doing like uh, food trucks. They can be doing, you know, some of the, some dispensaries will do dunk tanks and, and, and little events and things at their store. Um, they'll bring in music. So we really want to promote those events for any tourists or people who are like, Hey, listen, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great day. Um, I know they're going to be down at civic center park. I know across the country, they'll be doing um, events. 
So we really want to, you know, let people know that in addition to kind of kicking off the season that they could use our site to find, you know, really great deals and specials and exactly what they're looking for for that. Week. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's say that there's a dispensary owner or a, or a buyer or operations person listening, which there probably is. Um, why should they get involved with you ahead of 420? How much can you help them on the, that day? Is there certain boost that you promise or you know i guess give me a little bit of the pitch for someone that is looking at 420 and trying to get the most out of it sure so the way we really look at it and it goes beyond 420 because 420 is 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 an event for the day and yes there's a lot of traffic in there but you know these guys still have to operate a business the other 364 days a year so it 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 just gets to a point where you know when we're what we're explaining to, to clients when someone signs up with us is at the end of the day, we have to explain to them what is the value of a customer. So the first thing we have to do is, is you know, agree on what a customer is worth to them. And then we have to explain to them, you know, what is retention rate? How do we keep that customer coming back? Because the core of, of any of these businesses is getting new customers through the door because that's the hardest thing to do in, in any business is, is attracting a new customer, but then giving them the tools to help retain that come up, that customer. Because, uh, you know, if a customer really likes a specific store and, and maybe they have great customer service, they have great product, and they have great prices, that customer is going to come back, might come back, you know, 10, 15, 20 times in the next year and, you know, could produce you know, three, $4,000 for that dispensary. So we really look at it as not just introducing a new customer to them, but really as a resource for consumers to go to, in a sense, shop prior to, to them making a purchase. Because we, we know that when consumers come to our site, they're probably gonna make a purchase within the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, because it, it's, you know, you, you want to go on the site, you want to look, but it's generally when you're getting ready to make a purchase. So it's very important at that point to give them a reason to come into your store. And then once you have them in the store, how do we help you retain that client? And how do we help that help you continue to bring that client back in um, every time they that they want to make a purchase? And how do you do that? How do you get somebody to come back? They come in for the deal. This is the, this is the classic uh, Groupon issue, right? Um, they come and then they don't come back. How, how do you get them to come back? So what we do is we actually have a text, texting and loyalty service that we provide. So uh, dispensaries, if they choose to uh, utilize that part of the service, we not only can help consumers sign up for text right from our site, but it allows that connection to be made. So that that dispensary can then um, say on a birthday, we can gather a little bit of information from the consumer. So if it's a birthday or maybe that client hasn't been in in 30 days, um, our system can reach out or text message those consumers and say either, hey, happy birthday, we would like to you know come on in today and receive a discount or we noticed you haven't been in our store in 30 days. Um, we've got a special offer just for you. Come on in. So, and again, if that consumer wants to go back to leaf buyer, obviously they, we can then through our, the deals and specials on there, we can then get that customer to, to, um, 
to go back through that means as well. So it's it's one of those things. Once the consumer has signed up, say through our site or or added their name and number uh, as a as a, a loyalty partner, um, that gives that that dispensary the ability to not only grow their list right off our site, but also to communicate with that that consumer on an ongoing basis. Okay. Um, let's talk about the future a little bit. I hear you have some blockchain uh, sort of implementation in the work. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So, you know, all the development that we're doing that is, is being released um, is going to have the underlying blockchain technology built into it. Um, the reason for that is because, you know, the larger we get, the more and more traffic and the more and more data that we collect, we want to be able to, you know, in a sense, understand consumer behavior, um, the ability to prove and show our dispensaries uh, and our clients that, listen, we drove this consumer th to you. Um, here's what they like. Here's what they've spent. Um, and then it'll allow the, the dispensary to a, have a little bit better understanding of where his consumers are coming from. Uh, because with a lot of platforms, you know, people will just see something, they'll go in, they make a purchase, but there's this, this visibility issue where, you know, clients are like, well, yeah, I see people coming in. I hear people saying that they're from leaf buyer. Um, but we want to be able to, at the end of the day, incentivize the customer to use our platform. That's the first part of this. And then the second part is the, that ability to be able to share that information, um, to be able to get that customer a targeted, a more targeted um, offer. So once we know, you know, consumer's behavior, for instance, you know, there are consumers out there that, you know, they don't smoke, they're just looking for edibles. So we don't need to waste a lot of time, you know, either text messaging them or um, putting information in front of them that is has anything to do yeah, with flour. Yeah, you want to be when you want to be more that, targeted for right. sure. Um, maybe I maybe I Correct. missed this, but help me understand how how does the blockchain help you do that? So the blockchain, the the technology behind that is every movement through a site, um, and it can you know you can introduce um, in a sense cryptocurrency or coins or some kind of incentive that that a consumer that uses our site or, you know, does anything that can get basically, it's the ability to incentivize the consumer to create an action. Um, for instance, um, if, if somebody would like to earn a certain amount of, of, you know, in a sense, loyalty coins or whatever we want to call them, um, they would have to bring a specific offer into a dispensary. And then that would then trigger the tracking mechanism on their end. I can't go too much into detail on how exactly that works, but that would that would kind of so you're going to incentivize people to use Leaf Buyer by giving them fractional amounts of cryptocurrency. That that's the idea. Yes, and it, it's very you know very similar to you know you know if you want to use the analogy of um, when you go to the you know supermarket you know you put in your phone number. Um, why do you do that? Well, you, you know you put that in there. There's an incentive to do that because you might get a small discount um, off your total bill. Um, but what that does for the, the, uh, the, the, the store is that it allows them to kind of know what your, your habits are, what you like to purchase, so that we can then market to them a little better Got it. as far as uh, you know, getting them specific 
deals or specials that only they would want. Um, I want to switch gears here a little bit. I love to connect sort of the work that you do during the day in the industry uh, with just what kind of consumer you are. Um, you know, what kind of cannabis, cannabis products do you like? Uh, or are you just always looking for the for the best deal, I guess? <laughs> uh, what, what, are you, what are you into? Concentrates, flowers? Um, how do you like to consume? Well, ironically, I don't... Um, it's I do not consume the product, um, and and it's it's one of those things when you're running a startup. It, it's it, you know I kind of the other day I was like man I can't remember the last time I went to a, to a bar and had a drink because, you know it's when you're in a startup and and you have kids and you you know you're you're at a soccer event or you're at a basketball event on the weekends, you know and, and being a little bit older entrepreneurs um, it it just it's one of those things where you're, you're kind of working 24 seven, seven days a week. And there's not a lot of time to, to kind of, you know, look at that as, as far as, you know, recreational or, or if somebody's having an event or a party, but, um, you know, I, I've never smoked. Um, you know, so I guess at the end of the day, if I were to try anything, it would have to be an edible. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that's kind of that's kind of my answer, but really none of the, the partners use the product, but um, we know a lot about and it. And how do your that. peers react to that? You know, when you go sell a dispensary, do you ever feel like an outsider? Is that ever kind of a, a strange thing to talk about? No, I I, I don't. I mean, there I'm sh- maybe there's a dispensary owner who who will will look at it and and say, well, you don't use the product or or anything like that, but. My goal is, is for them is not to use the product. My goal for them or using our platform is to make sure that they have more consumers, more business coming their way. Um, and, and that's really what the conversation becomes. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I can, I can sit here and say, listen, I use this product. I, um, I know everything about every single strain, but if I don't have, if they don't see people walking through the door and spending money with them, we're not going to have a conversation much longer. So that's really the focus that, that when we meet with them, that they want to talk about, because, you know, it is a business at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I guess if, you know, if I worked for, for, you know, Coors Brewing Company, um, you know, I don't know if that would ever come up either. Right. Cause it's, it's more about the, you know, getting consumers and business to them as a marketing company rather than, actually using the product. No, that that makes good sense. Um, Okay. Well, it's been really great to have you on the show. I feel like I learned a lot about the deals and and how the deal industry works. Um, Are you hiring for anything? How can our audience help you? This is sort of your chance to to plug anything that uh, that you'd like. Sure. Um, We're always hiring. Um, It's it's one of those things where, you know, right now we're we've got we're looking we're expanding into Washington. We're expanding into Oregon. We have sales reps in place. Um, we're always looking for good developers uh, because we always want to be on the cutting edge of rolling out new uh, technology. And we're actually in the works with some new technology that's going to really help consumers and the dispensaries, um, you know, grow their business. So the technologies that we're building out, um, the the sales uh, aspect of it, marketing. You know, we're going to continue. Exp- to expand. I mean, we were, we had about eight employees uh, two years ago and now we're up to 25. Mm-hmm. So as we continue to grow, we're still a small company. We want to make sure we have, you know, kind of startup mentality uh, folks that are, are really wanting to, 
to to grow the company. Um, and and you know this is where one of where the, the the being a publicly traded company can help a little bit because we like to consider everybody an owner in our company. Um, when every when we make a hire in the company, everyone is given an initial award of stock, a stock option. So when our stock prices go up, um, you know it's a vesting schedule. They feel like they're an, a part of an owner of the company, and we want people that to to treat it and feel like they're they're an owner in this. Um, because it's we don't want it to be just a place where you go to get a paycheck, although that's part of it. We want people to understand that this is a this we're building something here, and if you want to be part of it, you can own a piece of uh, of this company. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly certainly rings true uh, for me to be a part of something that's growing and and building. Uh, well, Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Um, this has been a really great interview. I think I learned a lot. I'm sure the audience did as well. Uh, but thanks again. Well, thanks, Brandon. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see you next time.